Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Sports France Roundtable Podcast. It's your host, Chris Heil. On the floor tonight, it's just going to be me. You can find me on Twitter, at the Grizzly Beard. First off, I want to thank Rick and Rick from the Asylum Fantasy Sports Network for having me on their network. I Sometimes I forget to give them a shout-out, and it's never intentional. It's just one of those things that slips your mind, and I need to try to work it in each and every podcast. So here's my shout-out to them. You need to check out their, their podcast and all the other podcasts that are on the network. Uh, we're growing. I believe there's a new one on there, and I don't – I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see that I tweet them, I talk about uh, their podcast, so I don't really need to go into how great their podcast is. So, we're going to go into a couple things tonight. First, tonight, uh, or we had our first weekend of college football, and that was fantastic. Um, tonight, there was a match of Virginia Tech versus Ohio State, and I watched the first couple minutes of the game, and as someone who plays, I play in a lot of Dynasty, and I work in scouting players, and I look... You, you look at players and you see like uh, Ezekiel uh, Elliott had a huge touchdown run. Eighty, it was, I believe, his eighty-yard touchdown run in the first quarter. The game's still going on, fourteen um, nothing. Last time I checked, so uh, it could be different now. It could be twenty-eight to zero. I have no idea, but it's fourteen to zero, Ohio State. And so what I was able to kind of gain from it, Elliott Smith had this huge run. Uh, his vision looks good. He broke some. You uh, had easy arm tackles. He actually wasn't getting the ball handed to him like thousands of times, like I was kind of expecting. I was really kind of expecting them to just let him carry the team and just use him week in, week out. And he really was. There's been selective of when they were giving him the ball, and I would say maybe he had the ball four times, four runs so far, and his run was good. He had uh, he broke arm tackles and then broke away. And you could see where he's starting to break away from these players and showing this like second level speed, which is which is absolutely enormous when it comes to football. However, right around like the thirty, forty, the forty or thirty yard line, people are starting to catch up to him, and he almost got tackled at like the five yard line. He, the another player from Virginia Tech, finally caught up to him, and that to me is a huge flag where this player doesn't have the second gear or he's not running it all the way through the red zone or the end zone, he's just slowing up on it. And that's a big thing to me. That's something there. It shows how dedicated are they. Just, just the little things. You want to make sure when you're picking these players, especially when we go into the draft next year, you want to make sure your player's running hard all the time. And if they don't have the next year to run away from college players, what are they going to do in the NFL? How many times is he going to get caught from behind? That's what worries me. If you can break an 80-yard play, awesome. But if you're breaking a... A uh, 75-yard play, and you're getting tackled at the five because other guys are catching you down. That is very worrisome to me, and that's something I kind of wanted to address before we started the podcast and kind of got into the real uh, fantasy football talk. Um, the other guy I want to talk about was Cordell Jones. Uh, he looked actually really, really good. The pass, and this is what I mean by he looks really good, is he, he, they are, he's running the ball way too incredibly much. He's constantly tucking the ball. They're running options. They're doing all these things. And I'm not really impressed with any of that. That is all basic whatever. He's getting too many hits on him. I'm not really impressed with that. And I don't really want your quarterback getting hit a thousand times, especially at this young, or this early in the season. What I do like, though, is he has got 
phenomenal arm strength, and his accuracy has been pinpoint. He was able to throw a touchdown where he's fa- he's threw a fadeaway pass, which off your back foot, you don't ever want that. You you lose your accuracy, you lose your power off the ball. But he was able to throw this beautiful touch pass, and it was uh, off his back foot, and it's just beautiful. And it's just one of those passes where you can get away with it in college, yes, but if he can develop that into the next level. He's going to look very, very good next year. So I'm, I was a bit impressed with that. Now let's switch gears and get into the NFL. I have my local league draft this weekend. Uh, it's one of those drafts. We've been doing it for a long time now. And we always, every year on Labor Day, we get together. It's always on that Sunday night or that Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. We get together. We have a big draft party, and we all sit there and draft, and it's just a real fun time. You know, we talk, and we talk strategy, make fun of people that are not champions before. Like, all the champions will sit at a table, and it's, you know, it's just the little kid stuff, but yet it's a lot of fun because you, you've built the rivalries. You have you have a lot of fun with it. Like, you, people are trying to kind of look off each other's draft boards, different things like that, so it's fun to me. What I did a different technique this year. I always, I have always drafted the my own what the best player available, who I want, what I think is the best thing, and so I've always been very very successful with it. And I've never, I, I've been uh, I want to say top three or four the past like three or four years, five years, and so I feel like it's been very successful since I really started getting into the fantasy world. What I wanted to do this year is I wanted to go with someone else's um, rankings. I want someone else's totally rankings. And that was the hardest thing for me to do. I have never – I went with four for four this year, and I 100% went off there. We do a PPR league, but we also do um, receiving yards and punt return yards for our players. But it is a six-point passing touchdown league. Which you think you would think where six points passing touchdowns, the players are going to fly off a little sooner than what you'd what you'd think. So I'm going to break down the first the first round. Uh, excuse me, I'm having problems tonight. I'm going to break down the first round tonight. Adrian Peterson went one, Eddie Lacy two, Antonio Brown three, Le'Veon Bell four, Marshawn Lynch five, Jamal Charles six, Rob Gronkowski seven. Julio Jones, 8. Demarius Thomas, 9. C.J. Anderson, 10. DeMarco Murray, 11. And Jeremy Hill, 12. So, there's a couple guys that maybe you'd be surprised that slipped into the slipped into the first round. Some guys that kind of fell out of the first round. I went ahead and I took... I had the ninth pick. I finished in fourth place last year. I was, it was in a tiebreaker game for the third place. I lost um, before the championship. And it was strictly because I had the opportunity to pick up uh, Odell Beckham last year off waivers. And I wanted to save. I didn't think he was going to blow up the way he did. I mean, really, no one kind of thought that. Then, then no one thought that he was going to throw out the numbers that he did. But I was waiting. I we do a waiver wire order, and so you, when you're lower on the order, you want to try to move up as much as you can. And so I decided to wait that week and then move up the following week, so I could have a better waiver order, so I could beat out other play, people for certain players. Um, especially I had Jay Cutler last year, and I was trying to do the little 
stream defenses, kind of stream quarterbacks where I could, play matchups, different things like that. And so that's why I was trying to let my waiver get up a little higher so I could maybe grab a better quarterback or defense. I don't remember the exact reason why, but I remember it had something to do with waving, uh, waiver wire. And so that was the whole reason I pretty much lost in the playoffs was because I matched up against them in the semifinals. And so it was uh, very unfortunate. So I took Demarius Thomas with the ninth pick. I wanted, and I did strictly off their rankings, I wanted someone, I wanted Gronkowski who went two picks ahead of me. I wanted Julio Jones. Those are the players I wanted. And I really stuck to my guns this year where I was going to go off their draft order. And I messed up a couple times. I think I looked at their ADP first, and then I didn't actually do their official rankings. So the first pick, Demarius Thomas isn't their like top wide receiver. Um, I know like Des Bryant's ahead of him, so... That was one of those situations where I was like, shoot, I was doing it wrong, and I caught myself in the second round. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, I really messed up here. Um, But I made a point to myself that I didn't want to go running back. And you'll be able to see here, even in the first round, there was one, two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of the 12 first picks were running back. So I I told myself I was going to stick to my guns and then go wide receiver. So just so you know, a heads up for the second round, uh, there was one, two, three, four. There's four more running backs taken. So, obviously, the running backs are going early and often. And I don't mind when everyone's zigging one way, you have to zag the other way. People were freaking out because the running backs were going so early. And that's understandable. You want to try to get one of those top running backs. But at the same time, you want to try to hold on and get value where you can. So the second round started. Andrew Luck was taken uh, number one pick in the second round, with, which wasn't a bad pick. He, uh, I was sitting next to the guy, um, and he said, he's like, I want Andrew Luck this year. And he's like, it's a reach. I understand that. But he's like, I'm not going to be able to wait until the next round to get him because his, his following next pick um, was 20 picks from there. So he, he had to either take luck then or not get him at all. And that was where the situation He's like, I want luck this year. I'm going to ride luck this year. I think he said, I think he's going to have 50 touchdowns. And we're in a six-point touchdown league. So, you know, it really wasn't that terrible of a pick. Um, the next pick was A.J. Green, then Calvin Johnson. My selection, I took Des Bryant. So Justin Forsett's after that. Randall Cobb, Odell Beckham Jr., Matt Forte, LaShawn McCoy, Lamar Miller, Mike Evans, Aaron Rodgers. So just a little, uh, what's going on here? Um, we, the guy who picked first overall has Adrian Peterson now and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the next guy, Eddie Lacy, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Lamar Miller, Le'Veon Bell, Lashawn McCoy. And so you can see here where there's uh, there's going to be guys where it's uh, Le'Veon Bell, Lashawn McCoy, running back, running back, Marshawn Lynch. Matt Forte, running back, running back. You have Jamal Charles, Odell Beckham Jr., Rob Gronkowski, Randall Cobb. So another guy that's waiting, he's waiting there for running backs. It's a bit interesting what you have to do when you have a tight end. Julio Jones, Justin Forsett. I have Demarius Thomas, Des Bryant, which I was ecstatic at this point. And I think that's really... Fantastic value. Uh, C.J. Anderson, Calvin Johnson, 
DeMarco Murray, A.J. Green, Jeremy Hill, Andrew Luck. Um, you know, looking at the draft here uh, through the first two rounds, I don't want to say I necessarily won because I still think um, I like Le'Veon Bell falling to the four spot. However, he took LaShawn McCoy, and that's where I'm like, eh, not real big fan of that pick. Um, I love the Gronk. Randall Cobb pick, though. I think those are two huge players, and those are two cornerstones of your team that you're not going to trade away. They're going to be your consistent guys week in, week out. So I'm actually kind of okay with that pick. And I think that's probably, you know, you don't want to say you won the – I'm never going to say I won those rounds. Um, but I think that's the – if I had to say someone else, I would say that is the best combo right there. So Aaron Rodgers taken uh, with the last pick in the – second round. Now on to the third round. So the guy who has uh, Aaron Rodgers, Adrian Peterson takes Jordan Matthews in the th- uh, with the first pick in the third round. This is one of those situations where I w- I'm not a huge, huge fan of these wide receivers. I'm glad I got the receivers where I did. After like the Mike Evans was picked, I was kind of reluctant to hang on and go for running backs or anything else around uh, that situation. So, Jordan Matthews is taken, then Emmanuel Sanders, Brandon Cooks, T.Y. Hilton, Andre Johnson, Andre Hopkins, Jimmy Graham, Frank Gore, Mark Ingram, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and Alshon Jeffrey. So, with all these guys being picked, you have to start wondering... Where's the value at? Different things like that. So another thing I saw, I took two wide receivers, and I saw that quarterbacks were taken. I saw that quarterbacks were taken. Uh, We have four quarterbacks now, three rounds. And at this point, I told myself I'm going to wait it out and grind it out. So... This is in if you haven't if you haven't done your draft this year, this is uh, one of those times where I I want to kind of walk you through my thought process of the draft, what I was kind of thinking, what I saw out there, and what I was kind of aiming for next in the round. So in our league, it's um, one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and a defense and a and a kicker. So through my first three picks. I took Mark Ingram because I really do think that the Saints are going to run a ton this year. I think Mark Ingram is going to have a phenomenal year. I think he's going to be a top 12 player at the end of the season. I, there's no reason to take him. If I believe he's going to be a top 12 player, why don't I take him in the first round? And the reason is I can get him in the third round so I can stock up other players and I can have this huge, uh, successful team. So that's the whole reason I do that. I've had that argument quite a few times. If you're so confident on him, why don't you take him in the first I'm like, no, I'd rather hold on to where his ADP is, let him fall to me where needed, and that's exactly what happened. And that's he's one of those players where I was very happy where I was going to take him. Um, the the guys that 4 for 4 wanted me to take, uh, it fell pretty much right in line where Mark Ingram was. Frank Gore, who was drafted right ahead of him, is who I had queued up. Brandon Cooks was another one that was really high. Um, and another guy I was really I know was they had high on their rankings was CJ Spiller and especially we do punt and kick return and so he was even a little higher um, for me I, I was aiming to get him a little more 
uh, higher in the drafts, and I was willing to kind of reach on him. Even though I'm not a fan, I told myself I was going to go with someone else's completely different rankings this year, and it's a home league. It's fun. I was going to go with what I got. If I have to, I always work trades. I always work the waiver wire. I have to do what I have to do, and that's one of those things where I, I pride myself in. I can make a a bad team. I can I can get into the playoffs. I can do those different things. So the third-round winner, oh, man, is – Again, I talked about the team that has the Gronk, Randall Cobb, and then he took Jimmy Graham. It's, now that is where I throw question marks at. That's the one thing I'm not like. I'm like, Ugh, I'm not sure about that. But the guy, the the pick I really like is I like the Brandon Cooks pick. I think Brandon Cooks is going to be uh, very successful this year. I think he's going to put up some big numbers. So the guy who has Brandon Cooks, his team now is looking uh, Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks, and Lamar Miller. That right there is a very, very solid team. Through three rounds, I definitely feel like he's winning there. Um, let's head into the fourth round. So I have a, a pick up soon. And I went ahead and, and Melvin, Melvin Gordon was taken, Alfred Morris, uh, Joseph Randall. I went ahead and I decided to go after tight end. Two tight ends have been taken already. And so I was like, I need to go ahead and tackle the tight end situation if I want to get this, uh, if I want to get Greg Olson. And so looking at that, I looked at where he was in the rankings. He was actually ranked high for a four for four. And so I had the situation where him and CJ Spiller were pretty close to each other, and I had that choice of who I was going to take. Honestly, Olson may have sat into the next round, but I really thought for sure. I mean, we play on Yahoo, so looking at their rankings. Uh, CJ Spiller was much further down on the board. And so that's one of those strategies where a lot of guys just look at who the next couple guys are available. They look at whoever's rankings, and they just go with one of those top five or available according to Yahoo's rankings or ADP, whatever it is. And so that's one of those situations where I was like, I think I can wait on CJ Spiller. So I took Ray Olson there, Andre Ellington, Julian Ellington, or Julian Edelman. Arian Foster, then C.J. Spiller was taken, and I was sweating bullets. I was like, gosh. I was like, what could I have done? Where did I mess up? I really wanted him on my team. However, you know, I am not a huge fan of him, so that's one of those situations where I was like, I really thought I was going to be able to get him in the fifth, and I really wasn't. So it was kind of a bummer for me. Golden Tate was selected. Latavius Murray, which I think is really great value. Um, And maybe that's the pick I should have went with also uh, instead of, Greg Olson, um, and then Devontae Adams. Again, these two play, Latavius Murray and Devontae Adams were ranked really high on the draft board. And that was the situation. I was like, man, I don't know if I can do that. I need to wait. Uh, and that's what what I kind of went with. It was, I'm going to wait on these other guys. I'm going to make sure I have a cornerstone tight end and a guy that I can rely on each and every week. So the guy who uh, took Devontae Adams went ahead in the, in the fifth round, took Amari Cooper. And then Jonathan Stewart was selected, Jarvis Landry, Ben Roethlisberger. So, again, another quarterback was selected here. And this is, again, one of those situations where I knew I could kind of uh, sit back and wait on quarterback. And so, with that being said, I uh, Jeremy Macklin was taken. Keenan Allen, fantastic value. And I think he's going to be very, very good this season. Chris Ivory, Brandon Marshall, and so it's my turn. And we're, like I said, we're in a PPR league. Uh, 
and so I went with Amir Abdullah. I he's high on the on the rankings. It is one of those players where I'm not 100% sold, and I hope he really does fill in the the PPR role for them. And so that's what I went with. Deshaun Jackson was taken, then Doug Martin and Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde's one of those guys where he was getting ranked higher and higher and higher. And so you're going to see value when you talk about these home leagues where you just don't expect that to happen um, in like a, maybe an expert's draft or different things like that. So what happens here is we have another quarterback selected. In this next round, uh, let me check here. I know quarterbacks go – yeah, they go crazy here in this next round again. So let's kind of do a recap on this of how many quarterbacks have been taken. We have uh, two quarterbacks in the second round. We have – one, it looks like just one quarterback, or no, two quarterbacks in the third round. So we have four quarterbacks through three rounds. And let's see here, there's no quarterback taken in the fourth round. There's one quarterback taken in the fifth round. So five quarterbacks through five rounds. Now the sixth round th- comes, and there was Matt Ryan taken, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. So, so through six rounds, we're going to have eight quarterbacks taken, and I understand it's a uh, six-point quarterback or six-point passing touchdown uh, league. However, I said I am going to hold my guns and I am going to wait. And just to kind of give you guys a heads up of where I took my guy, um, I waited until the ninth round to take my quarterback. And so I know it's there's other guys that say, oh, just the ninth round. But what I'm talking about, there's been eight quarterbacks taken through uh, six rounds. Um, there was another one taken in the seventh round, or no, two more in the seventh round, so that's nine quarterbacks. A No quarterback taken in round eight. And then before me, there was one, two, two quarterbacks taken ahead of me. So there was 11 quarterbacks taken off the board, and I now had... Taking my, I was the twelfth player. I was the last player to take a quarterback, and so that's kind of the strategy I went with. And I probably should have matched up another quarterback sooner, but it's just it's the way the draft fell. And so let's go into this here. The sixth round, Sammy Watkins uh, was taken there. Eric Decker, and Quan Bolden. I selected Travis Kelsey here. Uh, again, up on their uh, draft board high, and we can start two tight ends. So one guy has. Gronkowski and Jimmy Graham, I have Travis Kelsey and Greg Olson, which he took his guys first and third round. I took my guys the fourth and the sixth round, which I think, honestly, I got the better end of the of the deal there. I was able to go ahead and with my first three rounds, I was able to suit up on running back wide receiver, and he had to go ahead and use out of his first three picks, he used tight end in a tight end. So I feel like that's where I was able to better myself in the draft. And I went with the rankings, and I took who I took. So right after me, Tom Brady was taken a little early. Then Russell Wilson. Uh, again, this guy now who took two tight ends also has Russell Wilson uh, on his team. So, again, it's such a he's, it's a different strategy than me. And I'm not trying to beat down on the guy or anything like that. It's just I'm interested to see how he does because I think he still has a, a very um, – he has a team that's going to compete this year. It's just one of those situations where he drafted in a totally different strategy than others would, and maybe even different than him. Um, then Mike Wallace was taken, Nelson Aguilera, uh, Rashard Jennings, 
Jason Witten taken a, a bit early, but again we've talked we've talked about this now. Uh, we have five tight ends taken, so this person favors uh, Jason Witten, Matt Ryan, then T.J. Yeldon. So the guy who took T.J. Yeldon went ahead and uh, matched them up with Allen Robinson, took two Jacksonville players back-to-back. And I can actually say I have done that several times in drafts where I like T.J. Yeldon. I think he's a really good player. Allen Robinson is someone I'm crazy high on. Um, then John Brown was taken a bit of a stretch um, with Michael Foy coming back sooner or only like two weeks into the season. But John Brown's still a uh, very fantasy-relevant player. Uh, Tony Romo taken, which that was the one quarterback I really tried to want to wait on, and I was going to reach on him if I need if I needed to, and I thought that maybe he would last a little longer than what he did. And the guy who got him, he's just really difficult to trade with. Um, he's one of those people who will send you outrageous trades, and I send outrageous trades back, and I've I've been known for that. People get mad at me in my league for sending so many ridiculous trades. Vincent Jackson was taken. Steve Smith Senior. Eli Manning, Giovanni Bernard, Charles Johnson. And so, like I said, I'm in a PPR league. I have two phenomenal wide receivers. And I have Nelson or I have uh, Mark Ingram and I have Amir Abdullah, so I was like, I need to go ahead and make sure I I was just going with their board. I was like, I need to make sure I take someone that's going I can rely on here. And so I took Shane Vream. Again in a PPR league I think he's just as safe as can be. Uh, he's going. He's in the New York Giants offense. He's going to catch a ton of balls. And he really may be a, uh, not a three-down back, but he'll be a two-down back possibly. You can see maybe second down, third down, that type of thing, where they could be out or down in early in a game. And so Shane Vereen's going to come in and have a huge uh, game week uh, for coming weeks. And that's one of those situations we can uh, I can start Vereen in the flex if I need to. I also have my other tight end. I can start in the flex. And either way, it's trade value, in my opinion. If Vereen or Abdullah tear it up, I can go ahead and maybe I can stretch it out for a third stud wide receiver. I can upgrade my quarterback, which I'm waiting on. Uh, there's I have the tight end I'm, I'm set with. And I like Mark Ingram. I can always upgrade on my running back status if needed. And so that's one of those situations where I... A lot of people just are like, I need a defense, or I need uh, my running back, or I need this. And it was just the best available, and I took who was on their rankings, and that's who I went with. Delaney Walker was selected after, Larry Fitzgerald, then Todd Gurley. Delaney Walker was actually surprisingly high on 4 for fours rankings. Um, then the uh, round eight, uh, the Buffalo defense was taken. I'm actually a huge fan of the Buffalo defense, a bit earlier than what I'd want to do. So uh, that happened. Uh, Jordan Cameron taken, Pierre Garçon. Again, these guys are going a little early. Um, and so I needed, I, at this point, I, was, I actually need a wide receiver is what I was looking at. And this is where I think I messed up. I won't say it's a terrible pick. I, I can deal with it. But I took Roddy White in the situation. Uh, you know, he's going to be the number two wide receiver there. And they're going to throw a ton. They're not going to have a running game. Roddy White is going to be as reliable, hopefully healthy pending, but reliable as can be. Then LeGarrette Blunt was taken, Seattle's defense, and then Eddie Royal. I think I'd rather have Eddie Royal just because they are going to be down in almost every game. Chicago will be. And he's one of those guys who's just going to be able to, to uh, 
not have the best corner on him because um, Alshon Jeffrey will have those matchups. So I like that. Uh, another guy I was kind of – I know I just selected, but another guy I had my eye on was Ryan Matthews. Uh, he's a guy who could get tons of carries this year. Owen Daniels was selected then. And he was someone I've – in all offseason, I was talking about you need to wait on tight end, wait on tight end, and take him. He was drafted in the eighth round. A bit early. I would have loved to see him in the tenth round, but I think if he's going to – do what I'm projecting, everyone else is projecting. It's a great, safe pick. Then Alfred Blue was taken a bit early. Uh, Houston's defense, so as you can see here, three defenses in round eight. And that's one of those things you cannot prepare for in a home league. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to – And I, in my stance, I was actually very happy about it. So round nine, and everyone went nuts over this pick, was Tyler Eifert. Where I live in the Cincinnati area, so they're all going nuts, and they think he's going to be huge this year. Marquise Colston taken, Matthew Stafford, the Philly defense, Danny Woodhead, Sam Bradford. And that's the guy I was sitting there kind of waiting on. I was like, I want Sam Bradford. I want Sam Bradford. I can take another quarterback later in the draft, and if Sam Bradford doesn't really work out, I can go ahead and rotate these guys, play matchups. But he was drafted three picks ahead of me. Marvin Jones was taken, uh, Kendall Wright, and then my pick, I take Cam Newton. So I take the 12th quarterback in the ninth round, and I get Cam Newton, and I'm actually really excited about that. I see, I know Kelvin Benjamin's gone, but he's been able to produce without any receivers. He's still a very fantasy. He's going to be, in my opinion, a top-seven quarterback so it was a great steal. I'm happy with him, and he's one of those guys that I think are going to be able to ride out uh, week and week, and he plays the Jacksonville defense week one, so I'm really okay with that. Devontae Freeman was taken, Brandon Coleman, and then Torrey Smith. All right, so we'll, we, I'm just going to go over maybe the next three rounds here. I'll leave the last three. Actually, I'll go over the next four rounds. The last two rounds, I go kicker and uh, uh, kicker and defense. I you know I still held true to what I needed to do. Um, Devin Funches then ended up getting taken. Stephen Gutzkowski, a kicker taken in the tenth. Um, Philip Rivers. Then it's my pick, and I take Martavius Bryant. Uh, again, one of those picks where I'm a hundred percent okay with. He's going to come back. He's going to be a monster. Great trade value. And if Roddy White really doesn't pan out that great, I can use Roddy White for the first couple weeks, then throw in Martavius Bryant. Michael Floyd taken. Trey Mason. Isaiah Crowell, Ryan Tannehill, Darren McFadden, and that was the guy I was like, man, I want to get him. I was, I was hoping for him the last one more round. I knew like the 10th round is where I had my eye on. I was like, I, going into the draft, I was like, I can get Darren McFadden in the 10th round. Uh, I was like, I just need to be patient and do it. And I was just going for what their rankings, and I still think Martavis Bryant is a huge steal. And that was one of those situations where I'd much rather have Martavis Bryant than Darren McFadden with the, risk of the injury risk, different things like that. Uh, maybe McFadden gets hurt week one, and I I hope he doesn't. But maybe that happens, and I can I can get him um, I can get him off off cheap, or you know someone's going to throw him to the waiver wire, whatever happens. Things different things happen. Uh, you know they're worried they're like zero and two something like that, and they're going to drop him. I'll go after him. Stevie Johnson was, was then selected, then Darren Sproles. Julius Thomas, Denard Robinson, Philip Dorsett, Ruben Randall, Brian Quick, Percy Harvin, Marcus Wheaton. And so with the rankings, I I had to go with who they had. And 
I went with Roy Hallou Jr. I probably would know. I probably wouldn't have drafted Roy Hallou, um, but it's who they had high in the rankings. It's in a PPR league, so I'm just taking these guys that are going to PPR it up. Uh, Terrence Williams was taken. Jameis Winston was taken. So some guy has two quarterbacks now. Then Tyler Lockett, which we do kick from punt returns. Um, Tyler Lockett really could be a huge success. I'm more of the. I'd rather wait on him and see kind of what he does earlier in the season and instead of just drafting him, hoping for him, especially in round 11. I still think, though, that he could be a huge steal this year. Uh, Doug Baldwin is really their number one wide receiver just because he's a good blocker. So really a pretty good value there, and I'd be kind of okay with that situation. Um, And then Kobe Fleener, Dante Moncrief, New England's defense, and then I go ahead and I select another wide receiver. I go with Devontae Parker. And see, I feel like I'm finding all this value here in round 10, 11, 12. And that's one of those things where I feel like that's what I've been drafting. That's why I do all the research that I do. I'm able to get Martavis Bryant. I take the Roy Hallou Jr., which they're high on. I'll go with what they say, and we'll see what happens. You know, Maybe a week two of the season, I'll be breaking down my draft saying, why did I take Roy Hallou? Why did I do it? But we'll see. And I got Devontae Parker, who I think is a steal at this point in the draft. Uh, Victor Cruz was stay, uh, is still available. Larry Donnell, Kyle Rudolph, Ronnie Hillman. Really could be a really good steal there that late in the draft. Round 12, Ronnie Hillman taken. Antonio Gates is then uh, selected. Andre Roberts, Kenny Stills, then Doug Baldwin. So we're now through round 12. And I'm going to break down my team at the end here. I only have a couple minutes left on the podcast. Uh, Doyle Green Beckham was selected. That's the guy I was big on. David Cobb selected, who I think is on a sixth game. Or, uh, yeah, he's on the pup list. Denver's defense, Ty Montgomery, uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins, Zach Ertz, Chris Johnson, Michael Crabtree. My turn, and I go Duke Johnson. Uh, again, PPR that have him ranked high. I got. I go with who they have. I'm a Cleveland fan. I'm not really. I think he's going to be a big PPR guy, especially with Terrence West gone. Um, Vernon Davis, Arizona, David Johnson. Um, then Zach Ebron was taken. Ahmad Bradshaw, uh, Bishop Sankey, Adam Vinatieri, Alan Hearns, Brandon Oliver, Matt Jones, Niall Davis, Fred Jackson. Um, and who did I take there? I took uh, I took Adam Vinatieri actually. I thought I thought there was only 15 rounds, and it actually turned out to be 16. I, I screwed up. And that was kind of one of the things that happened in this draft. It's one of those things where um, we went over to this guy's house, and his internet started crapping the bed on us. It, only like uh, five of us were able to get on our computers. The rest of us had a dra- draft off of our phones, and I was one of those guys who had a draft off my phone. Uh, so you were kind of limited with what you could see on your phone. It showed my bench position was all filled. It showed my only thing that was available was my kicker and defense. And so I was freaking out. I was like, that's it? I was like, I thought we had one more spot. And I had to talk with the commissioner. He's getting angry with me. Like, no, there's one more spot available. I'm like, you sure? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, no, you're really sure? And he's like, yeah. And I, like, I couldn't look at his computer because it has all of his information. But it was one of those situations. I was like, okay. So I finally believe him in round 15. Uh, Leonard Hankins, Hankerson was taken. 
uh, Andrew Hawkins, and that was the guy I wanted in round 14. That was the guy. He wasn't on their rankings. These last three rounds, I went with my own rankings, and Andrew Hawkins I knew was available, and I wanted him in round 14, but I had to take a, a kicker or a defense here. And I want an Indies kicker. I think they're going to throw up a ton of points. I want that kicker. I'm okay with that. Andrew Hawkins is a guy I really want, and I think he's going to be huge, especially PPR leagues. And so I had slip on him, and it was all that uh, mistake of what happened there. So Cody Parquet was taking Mason Crosby, Kansas City defense, Cincinnati defense, Dan Bailey, uh, Brandon McManus. And I went with Terrence West um, with the David Cobb information. I went with Terrence West. I kind of wanted Christine Michael. Um, but I went with Terrence West just because I think he'll still be a huge PPR guy there. Justin Tucker was taken, Dwayne Bell, uh, Stephen Houchka, and then the final uh, round, Ladarius Green, great, great value there, round 16. Malcolm Floyd, Reggie Wayne was taken, uh, St. Louis, Green Bay. Um, let's see who I selected St. Louis defense there. Green Bay, Mohamed Sanu, Matt Prater, Matt Bryant. Indianapolis, Chris Givens, uh, Zach Hawker, and Mike Nugent. So we'll go ahead and break down my team here as it is a uh, as the final team. You'll see what you guys think. Tweet at me uh, at the Grizzly Beard on Twitter. Tell me what you think of my team. Maybe you you were kind of writing notes down of who took who, where they were in the draft. I would love to go over more in detail of who of each team, but I have five minutes left here in the podcast, and so I'm at. Uh, surprised I was able to kind of talk as much as I was and I know I'm really rambling on about this but I kind of wanted to get let you guys know how these home leagues do shake out you can read all these articles you can read all these different things but sometimes people really reach so this is the order of my picks ninth pick Demarius Thomas Des Bryant Mark Ingram Greg Olson Amir Abdullah Travis Kelsey Shane Vereen Roddy White Cam Newton, Martavis Bryant, Roy Hillow Jr., Devontae Parker, Duke Johnson, Adam Vinatieri, Terrence West, and the St. Louis defense. Honestly, I am very, very happy with this team. The one spot, I, you know, the whole Roddy White thing, I wish I would have had maybe a different player there, but I have value in other spots, and I... Doubled up on the tight end. Something I have not. I really didn't do that much ever. If I, I can't even think of a time I really did that this off season. So it was one of those situations that just happened to fit so perfectly, and I think I'm kind of okay with it. Uh, you know, ask me here maybe in a week or so and see where I stand with it. But it's one of those situations I'm not exactly sure how it's going to shake out. The guy who drafted, I mentioned him earlier. Uh, we'll go over his team: Rob Gronkowski, Randall Cobb. Jimmy Graham, Julian Edelman, then has Chris Ivory as a starter, Russell Wilson as a quarterback, Giovanni Bernard as his second. We're in a PPR league, so, you know, the Bernard pick's okay. Ivory, I'm still a little eh. He took Seattle's defense, and then Marvin Jones, Trey Mason, Percy Harvin, Victor Cruz. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not going to go into his team anymore. And I'll go over the guy who I think actually won the draft, and Yahoo gave him the best um ranking after the draft. We all sat around waiting for the draft report. It's funny. You can rip on each other's team. Last year, they said someone's team was a dumpster fire. And so it's just kind of fun. You all sit there and rip on each other. Um, Antonio Brown, Lamar Miller, Brandon Cooks, Latavius Murray. Love the first four picks. From there on, I'm like, eh. And you'll see why here. 
Javaris Landry, or Jarvis Landry, Jason Winton, Tony Romo. I like the Tony Romo pick. Uh, Landry pick's pretty good. Uh, I'm not huge on the Witten pick there. I think you could have waited a little bit, but that's a tight end. That's fine. Alfred Blue, and then picks Matthew Stafford. So he has Matthew Stafford now, and Jason Winton, or in T- Tony Romo. I'm not really sure you need to do that, and I think you kind of wasted a pick in that situation. You could have gotten um, like a guy like Stevie Johnson. You could have gotten, uh, you know, anyone else really in that situation. He then takes Reggie Bush, Denard Robinson, Andre Roberts, and see that's where I think like. I really separated myself in the end of this draft. Is I was able to pick up these guys where I think they're going to be able to produce and do a little more than some of these other guys. And so that's something I was really excited about. I really feel like I won in the later parts of the draft. Um, another guy that I thought did pretty well, um, he has Danny Woodhead in the ninth round, Ryan Tannehill, Ruben Randall, Ronnie Hillman, Austin Safarian's Jenkins, Niall Davis. I like it. I think that's a really solid team there. So we're going to go ahead, and I have uh, two minutes here to wrap up the show. Sorry about that. This is the Fantasy Sports Rants Roundtable. Um, I wanted to do something a little different this week, and I hope you guys appreciated it. Uh, just a short little 45-minute podcast. I will have uh, – we will talk, I'm sure, a ton of DFS next week as the NFL starts this Thursday. Um you know, I probably should have done like a preview week or something along those lines. But this happened, and I wanted to really kind of talk about it because it's one of those things you really not cannot prepare for. You can listen to like a different podcast, and they're like, oh, listen to our expert chef. Well, that's only as helpful as the rest of your league is. And so if you're, they're not going to perform at a high level uh, or draft at the, sa- the same as other people, not that they didn't draft well, but they drafted differently, which throws – a wrench into your plans. If you're expecting so-and-so to fall and they don't, that's one of those situations you really cannot prepare for. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at the Beard. Again, this podcast is brought to you by um, the Silent Fantasy Sports Network. Thank you, everyone, for listening in, and have a great first week of the NFL. Bye.